When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello, I'm Alan Davis. You're listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast, and I've got Keith Dover with me this afternoon. How are you, Keith? I'm fine, Alan. Absolutely top form, ready to go, as always. Keith has been supporting Arsenal since 1887. And that absolutely feels like the last time I had my hair cut, and I just can't <laughs> take it anymore. Get- I'm beginning to snap. <laughs> just, we're not going to make it. Well, Prestige Barber's not open yet? What are they doing not down yet. there? Oh, God, I can't please, for the love of God. It's no, got to end. No one come round your house with the clippers and an earwax candle? Surely well, in, the dead, in the dead of night? Our local Turkish uh, guy in the shop uh, just round the corner, has, there's a number on there and it says for £10 a guy will come round and cut your hair. But for 10 quid, that sounds a bit dodgy to me. So uh, I don't fancy looking like a member of the EDL after he's had a go at me head. So uh, not in these troubled times. So uh, I think I'll wait a few more days to Prestige Barbers open up again. Oh, Actually, well, with the okay. amount of advertising I'm giving them, they should give me a free haircut on this. So, uh, But anyway, they should. They should, perhaps they will. And Ty Papula is here. How are you, T? Hello, mate. I would have jumped in a paragraph back if I was you. If I was your mm. editor, I would say, he's just mentioning the EDL, Alan. Uh, now go over and introduce Tyo Ty- quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry, T. You can take your producer's hat off. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Allow me it. to ride over all references to the... Uh, yeah. I went on a Black Lives March matter yesterday. I'm shagged out after that. That's why I'm tired. <laughs> Flipping uh, it's hell. Good, <clears throat> it's good to that have was you. only a mile up the road. <laughs> it's good to have you as an ally, Keith. And on the hair thing, actually, I, I, do, feel you, I do feel your pain. Um, earlier on in the lockdown, I actually took a, the clippers to my own head. Of, um, I was going to sort of do an impression of Travis Blackhall, basically. I was going to do myself a Mohican and... and get a pull-up bar and um but instead i just shaved it off so uh yeah. so <laughs> i did it was getting quite mutton choppy for a while i was searching yeah. for some gray hairs i'm envious of you guys and your gray hairs i've been dying for years to look a bit more like danny glover you know that i'm too old for this shit no uh, no no, you know, no that's, you that's, don't that's, want the yeah so no, um, i was hoping lockdown will bring out a few more but how, Arsenal, old, you, how old are you now t how old are you now uh next in august i'm going to be 45 
45 in August. Oh, yeah. And yeah, no grey hairs. Very few. Not enough. Although no, uh, the, res- the resumption of uh, Project Restart or whatever it is is, uh, is, is hastening a few. So yes. um, there's a few Well, more you've got worth. such massive headphones on and yet another from your extensive range of baseball caps. We couldn't tell uh, if you were going grey or not. You're wearing the number seven on this week's cap. This one yeah. is a number seven. In, uh, it's in camouflage. Is in honour of uh, your favourite Argentinian who wore number seven for us. Uh, but shout out to the T-shirt, actually, because it's from the uh, New Orleans Gooners who gave it to me when I when I was over there a couple ah, of years ago. It does just, look rather good. Yeah, yeah. I just realised I was wearing it today. But anyway, shout out to them. Hello, New Orleans. Gooners. Gooners, yeah. Gooners, uh, yeah. Uh, not everyone in New Orleans. Just, just the Gooners. Well, yeah. So, gentlemen, uh, we we speak now at three uh, thirty six p.m. on Sunday after Arsenal have successfully negotiated their passage into the <laughs> FA Cup semi final. Yeah! Yay! She wore, she wore, she wore a ribbon. She wore a ribbon in that was good, wasn't it? I d- I've, I've been here, I've been pretty underwhelmed, as we all have, by the whole thing so far. But I jumped up and just did the old routine when Ceballos went through and, and got that. I just, I'm just so glad that I cared enough. I'd forgotten, I'd forgotten it was important, but it was brilliant. Yeah. It was brilliant. Do you know that feeling? Quite a difficult, tricky draw. It seems to be one of those games where it's a little bit easier to play up there when they haven't got... 30-odd thousand baying Yorkshiremen screaming down your necks, maybe. Well, it makes you wonder, would the penalty have been given? Uh, would the offside goals have gone to VAR? It's a, you know, with the crowd there on a, you know... If it originally on the, what was it, a Tuesday or a th- Wednesday night? Oh, it would have been a brave man, Under it? lights you know. of Bramall Lane, Keith. Like, mm, hock, you know, cold It's a good shout, actually, on the penalty. That is a good shout. That is one where you could have seen it not given with a home mm. crowd baying, and then you could have heard a good ten minutes of same old Arsenal. Oh, we're oh, cheating like. Oh, we're cheating like. He bargum the cheating like. Cheating. Southern bastards. You cheating, Southern bastards. <laughs> Meanwhile, somewhere on the south coast, Damien's actually fuming when he hears the same old Arsenal chant going up. It's a shame that they haven't got that one um, as part of the uh, the fake noise. That'd be quite good, wouldn't it? They should yeah, put that they in should on the have that on. They should have that on. Uh, Lacazette caught one in the back of the what the Achilles or something, and uh, and and they gave a foul for it. It was one of those where you think that's probably going to be a free kick. If it happens elsewhere on the pitch, yeah. but not the sort of one that you often see get given as a pen, a little mm. nibble at the back of the calf, and he went down like he'd taken a, a twenty-two bullet in the back in the small of his back, didn't he? It was a good mm. arch of the back there, and he probably lacquer. I don't know because unfortunately I had the annoying fake crowd noise on. I don't know if he did the full, <laughs> which they tend to do. If they get the slightest touch, don't they? Oh, I they think he did, sort of... yeah. Listen, you think he went for the full screaming dick? Oh, I think you're... he did, yeah. It's like a Sharapo, like Maria Sharapova, <laughs> isn't it? Every effort you make, you've got to sort of yell out and scream and dive. And he sort of threw himself over. And the ref gave it straight away, didn't hesitate. And then, because that, that then goes to VAR, right, to be, to be verified. Oh, listen, if it had been at Anfield or Old Trafford, now, Don, that would have been a penalty straight away so that but actually in, in the time I thought oh that looks like a pen surely and I was surprised when he actually gave it but I did think at the time do you think all of Liverpool and Manchester United's success over the years they've got combined nine European Cups and 39 titles has really come about 
because the referees are scared of their fans. Absolutely, yes. That and Every sheer single luck. one of them. Every yeah. one of them. Every Absolutely. One of them. Yeah, they haven't earned one trophy in their entire career. It's just Probably worth 30, 40 points a season. Easy. Eight, eight to ten penalties. Yeah. Plus another eight to ten pens not given at the other end. Plus the sendings off of, you know, opposition players. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, in fact, it should all be rescinded. So really, if the referee could go around the pitch in some sort of bulletproof Popemobile on those grounds <laughs> and feel a little bit more secure, and if the lino could have a little armoured personnel carrier to go up and down a touchline, probably they wouldn't have won any titles. We'd have a fair title. We'd have it. It'd be wide there's open. A, do you know what, Al? There's an asterisk against all of them. All there's an asterisk them. against those two cities. <laughs> Just a little mark. Just a little. There's something not right about these places. Just so you know. Let's let's be careful. We're on dodgy ground here because there's a media loving with Liverpool area at the moment. There is a media loving with Liverpool. Recently declared Premier League champions. I've been in significant Mugabe media lockdown all week. (laughs) I've only recently surfaced to watch Arsenal play against Southampton. I took a, a, a huge amount of mirth around our way when they set fire to the Liver building. I thought that was a spectacular, <laughs> spectacular celebration. And they uh, cheered as well when they hit it. That's what oh, got I me. Did. I imagine they cheered. I imagine they've cheered every single thing that's happened uh, ever since uh, Chelsea beat Man City the other night. Well, I've recently, I've, re, I've uh, re-entered the atmosphere now of uh, football supporters and uh, back in the, down in the... Uh, Mid-table fiasco that has been <laughs> that where we've been club. dwelling, <laughs> <laughs> and then a significant mid-table clash uh, earlier this week at St Mary's, and Eddie and Katia bag in the first goal. Do you enjoy that one? How do you feel about Eddie? T? you enjoying seeing a bit of Eddie in the side? Um, I want to. I want to more. He hasn't kind of. I haven't got super excited about uh, many of the youngsters yet, apart from the obvious uh, with Saka, but. Um, he's, he's, he's getting around he's getting his minutes and you know it's one of those ones where it might be good for him to be doing it without the kind of pressure of crowds and so on you know what I mean um, mm. and looking at how Lacazette has been labouring even like even today then I'd be happier with um, Nketiah starting out the two of them and as you say it was good it's good that he got his goal the other day it was good kind of alertness I think I read somewhere or maybe I heard it um, that Arteta had been like on him to be chasing down like that all the way through. That was one of the things you could hear if you weren't if you didn't have the fake crowd on. So it was a yeah, so it was a it was a good outcome. And of course he looks like Marlo Stanfield, so every time he scores I just think, yeah, <laughs> killer cuts, killer cuts. He does. He does. That's exactly what he looks like. But, I knew I'd seen him somewhere before. He's straight out of the wire. But that that bizarre goal, I almost because it was it looked like it was going in on its own and I almost yeah. wanted it to to be, because it would have been the most freakiest own goal ever. But I'm sort of glad Eddie did was there to tap it in. But it was the fact that he, he was chasing around, he was sniffing around, and we have lacked a player like that. They've all been a little bit he's, too lazy. He's faster, than, he's faster than I thought he was, actually. Yeah, yeah, so, um, you know. He's quick and he's determined. He's a little bit Danny Welbeck, wasn't it? Going, that's every uh, exactly part that. of your everyday <laughs> job. Get after those things. Mm. And nice to see us having having watched this play against Brighton in the game, which uh, listener you may remember uh, left us less than less than thrilled. It's <laughs> um, a match in which Arsenal won four tackles. Brighton game. You think it wouldn't be possible unless you were playing walking football with some sort of <laughs> agreement 
not to touch each other, that you could only win the ball four times off the opposition in an hour and a half. But that's what we managed to do at Brighton. Uh, see, a, see an Arsenal player chasing Harry and closing down, forcing mm. an error. I think I think the Southampton keeper he saw the player, his own player, coming towards him, talking to him, and tried to lay it into him rather than get his head up and have a look. Anyway, it's a goal. That's what we needed, wasn't it? Mm. There was a lot of that today. You, you did see that with like Maitland Nars and even Pepe was charging around with the closing down. That was one thing that I was really aware of. So um, that's something that's probably that's one of our tetters. What does he call him? Unnegotiables or something, non-negotiables. We got more Working of a shift. Hard. We got more of a shift out of Pepe today. I think it's probably one of his better games, and uh, I think the team as a whole did play well in uh, against Sheffield United. Uh, Keith, the only Keith. thing, yeah. Sorry, Keith. I was going to say every so often the screen freezes and you look exactly like David Byrne from Talking Heads. That's not a bad look. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll Just... go with that. <laughs> Oh, just start singing that you're wicked and you're lazy and that'll be brilliant. You don't want to hear me sing, trust me, mate. But uh, here, can, can I do an aside? Linda was going through some photographs the other day. Uh-oh, which one? And, and uh, she, uh, normally I was just ignoring them all. And then I said, hang on a minute, that's a sexy little number. And I said, I never knew you had this. And uh, she actually owned a Mark III uh, Ford Escort, red. <laughs> And, uh, well, well, that's a bit tasty. And um, apparently, though, the guy who sold it to her see the car about six weeks later and broke down and cried because she'd managed to make it look all dishreveled and beaten up and horrible within six weeks. But, yeah, I see that. Hey, pull back a bit. Let's have a look at this photo. This is, this is rather erotic. And, uh, yeah, Mark. Yeah, look at that, Mark. Mark. Two-door or four-door? Uh, ooh, oh, he's got a picture oh, as well. Door, yeah. Look, can is he that see? a Mark III? Hang yeah. on, hold it. That's I think a Mark II Escort. Do you think Mark II? That's a Mark II. Okay, that's a T. That's a T. Reg Mark II four door oh. in red with a black grill. Oh, no, look at that. I mean, obviously, for our <laughs> listener, this is this is shit at the moment. But really, you know, I mean, just oh. we'll get it. We'll get it up. We'll get it up. Right. On we'll get it up on the old. Uh, we'll get that up on the old Twitter feed. There, yeah, people. do that. We'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get that. Get that across um, me and uh, some sort of. So take a photo of it. Just take a photo. I will it's do a photo. It's, a good, it's a good question to ask. How many of today's team would you put into the? In the <laughs> into, into a Mark II Ford Escort. T Reg. T Reg, yes. I think this is. Well, yeah. I think, you know, the game against Southampton and, and this mm. one, given that we haven't won an away game in the league apart from West Ham. Since and, we're the looking sha- day, and we're looking pretty shambolic in the two and games. We were we shambolic. Yeah. There's something to be said about the altogether more serious and concentrated approach that we saw against Southampton. Uh, Eddie chased down and forced the keeper to make a mistake, and we scored. And then everyone seemed much more on the on their job. Uh, a granite jacker back in the midfield. He had a great game. Yeah, he had a more as kind of a serious uh, role to play, and he seems to have uh, taken that role on. Someone who's going to keep his position in there, keep possession, be available. And move allow the play to move through him a little bit, and that's about what it, it turns out. That's the player that he is. When he he turned up with a disciplinary uh, question mark, we thought he was going to go around clattering people and winning lots of tackles and being aggressive. Then we thought, is he going to be the sort of player who takes two strides and smashes it in the top corner every other week and be a kind of goal getting midfielder in the Schweinsteiger? Actually, it turns out what he is is a, is a bog standard number four, or you can knock it in and he'll keep possession and rotate it all day long. Dives a lot trying to win free kicks. He needs mm. to get that out of his game. 
But actually, we settled the midfield down significantly. I didn't realise that Southampton have got the worst home record in the league. They've won fewer games, lost more, less goals. They've bottomed in virtually every category. So it turned out to be quite a nice fixture to go to after the debacle at Brighton. I was quite interested that he dropped Guendouzi and Guendouzi didn't feature again today. And then the moment you drop Guendouzi, then there's stuff in the paper about him being linked with moves out. And it feels like someone needs to get hold of that player. And maybe Arteta's the person... To do that, he needs to have a word with you. You're not going to be sold. You just need to knuckle down and be serious about playing football for Arsenal. He's at that two-year thing now, isn't he? They were saying he's coming up to the two years at his contract. But you say Arteta would be the person to get hold of him, and you might be right. It's just whether Gunduzi is the kind of player who wants to be got hold of or wants to find someone to listen to. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's been an up and down with him this season. He is super young, um, but <clears throat> he does seem to have that bit about him. And rubbing up against Arteta twice in such a short amount of time there was the Dubai thing as well weren't there I was just going to mention that what did he so, do in Dubai what was it he, uh, was he I never get that close to it it was just a disciplinary move or it something like that yeah. I don't know if he was jet ski but, you know, but that's two of those yeah he's done something he's done something stupid but he's also not featuring for footballing reasons as well you know mm. he's not um, and he hasn't set you know, anyone alight um, well certainly since the restart but then no one has but he was having up and down times before but he did drag us out of it was it the Villa game when we were down and he kind of dragged us back into that. So, you know, you, you, that's one of them things that you want to see something there. But there's no help for it at all in that midfield. And you were talking about Xhaka um, earlier on, Xhaka. Uh, today I thought he was pretty decent. But there was a bit of sloppiness which kind of led to their last chance, wasn't it? When he tried to flick it over back to Saka and stuff. And, it was mm. just, and I remember just going at the time, it's just so lazy. And he's always got, he's always got a little bit of uh, that about him still. But Arteta loves him. Um, and... He's the closest that when he plays, he's the closest to us having something close to a functioning he's the, midfield. He's the closest we have to Arteta. That's what he's the closest yeah, to. Fair. He's the closest to someone who who, who will keep possession. As far as Gwendouz is concerned, he ought to be a bit concerned because I think he's fallen behind Ceballos in the in the pecking order. And on today's game, he's fallen behind Willock as well because Willock, Willock covers was, a lot of ground. Oh, he wants to get forward. He's and powerful, he's, he, isn't he? Yeah, he's powerful. He's a good runner. His pass is decent. He works for his teammates. I mean, he's only young, but he's making a, a shout for a shirt there. He's in Meza Ozil's position again. Ozil, meanwhile, nowhere to be seen today. Was he even on the bench? Not in no. the squad. Ozil, not in the squad. So, Meza Ozil, he last played for Arsenal on March the 7th, which was 16 weeks ago. In that time, if it's true that he's being paid £350,000 a week basic, he's earned £5.6 million since he last played. Against West Ham, and it, it's pretty frightening, really. That this sort of money is pissing out the club on a player who's I don't know what. No one knows what's going on. But what can you do if they're going to go go away from home after a diabolical performance at Brighton, throw away a lead really softly, fall out, loads of disciplinary problems. They look like a ragtag, ill-disciplined mob of kids at Brighton, and to pull themselves together and be serious about going to Southampton to get a win, and then go to Sheffield United away, and albeit without a crowd, and get a win there, and takes us through the semi-final. They've turned it around in a few days. So, is it back on? That's what I'm asking, yeah? <laughs> is it back on in the Premier League? Well, the, we, FA, the FA well, Cup is back on, right? Yeah, so, yeah. And that's uh, our best bet. There's Chelsea-Leicester now, isn't there? So, it's going to be one of them United. What's the other one? United are through. They're a bit lucky against Norwich. Yeah, disappointing. Um, I wanted penalties Norwich there. had a couple of moments. I was waiting for Tim Krul in the shootout. I think that's what we all wanted to see. Tim Krul, and he loves the shootout. And uh, two minutes from the end, 
it was Pogba came on and played a love such yeah. a lovely ball into the area that he just un, he had to just unlock the door and it, it caused trouble and it was a goal but it was Pogba's the way he drifted that ball into the box you could just suddenly you, you have these players who just have that extra 10% of quality and the weight on it the way he pitched it in like that absolutely superb and it opened up Norwich and the goal came from it two minutes from the end of extra time otherwise they could have gone out I was thinking Cruz in the Cruz in there he loves a penalty shooter mm. and maybe it would, anyway they lost so United are in it Chelsea or Leicester and then uh, it's Newcastle Man City old Steve Bruce loves the FA Cup this is the first time Newcastle have taken it seriously for years mm. and it's such a shame really of all the games that have happened so far uh, behind closed doors St James's Park at home in the quarter final against Man City that would have been a riot up That's there that would point. have been the loudest and, and Steve Bruce loves the FA Cup wants to get there took whole City to the final nearly beat Arsenal desperate desperate to win a trophy as a manager desperate to take Newcastle there desperate to win a trophy for Newcastle the first time since the 50s and they actually do have a chance against Man City and if you know if they get 1-0 up with a home crowd there yeah. City have lost what 8 games this season or something like that in the league so you might see a full full strength city now that the league's done as well. Though, so that's a tricky one. I've got a question before I forget. Actually, thinking about um, home advantage and things like that. Do you reckon if Stoke play that they Ooh. put into the crowds? Well, do you reckon they put in the booze every time someone goes down injured? Every time, every time the train. You know I mean, comes the fake. On. Yeah, well, the fake noise. Ooh. The fake noise should have them booing the sick if it's going to be <laughs> properly accurate, right? Yeah. That's they boot us it. On a Thursday at eight in Stoke, they go out. They go out on their doorstep. <laughs> so is they, the boo, <laughs> boo. What's the crowd noise so, no, today? No, it's for the nurses. This is for the nurses. Boo. <laughs> 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 hospitals. Boo. they go out and boo Arsene Wenger right <laughs> at the same time each week. <laughs> was the crowd noise just put on for the TV or is, is it actually in the ground as well can the players hear it or is it just no they do have the announcements though like um, right. the match announcers getting to work but yeah no, I haven't tried I mean, I've got used to it now with the sound it is a bit weird I mean it's totally FIFA isn't it the way it comes I quite, I quite liked it I mean I tend to sort of really just forget about it afterwards and it's actually they even had some Arsenal chants thrown in there so and it sounded actually louder than if you had our fans there, so that was quite good, really. Yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be the first game we play Norwich City at home on Wednesday, and that'll be the first game at the Emirates. Um, we've we've opened with four away games, Arsenal. So it'll be our first home game behind closed doors, and it'll be interesting exactly what choices they make on crowd noise. At the Emirates. I'm kind of curious. And they're going to play some library sound effects. (laughs) Are they they going to put People check. People putting some money in the overdue books. Gentle (laughs) gentle clinking of glasses and stuff like that. That Polite applause. Like being stamped. What if it been in our local library? What you'd have is a, a big argument involving a couple of homeless people and a computer. I think I this think is I... the one I always use. I always sit here. I've been sitting here since nine o'clock this morning. It would be quite good. I think I read somewhere. Was it Maria who was the screamer at Highbury? Just oh before? no. Oh no! For it'd the love good to, of God, not it'd, her. It'd be, good, it'd be good to have sort of built her into the to the just Arsenal Arsenal she effects. She should be allowed in. Oh yeah, just allow just allow her into the Emirates, just walking around one of the blocks on was her it, own. Was it here or Highbury that we sat behind um, the "Come on, you rip roaring gooners" guy? 
there was a rip roaring gun as well. Was that at Emirates? Rip roaring Reds, yeah. I think it was my associating more with Highbury. With Highbury, mm. he would wait till there was a real low, wouldn't he? And then he'd suddenly do his shout at least once a game. Will we put uh, stuff all over the seats like other? Uh, clubs have you know with sort of banners and yeah stuff. actually or will we um, just leave the seats there so when the ball goes in no the club put, the club put out it. a call yeah the club put out a call about it yeah Amy Lawrence was talking about it on Handbrake Off she said that um, there was an invitation for for people to put together their, their banners I, I've, I've oh, put really? one just forward with you a, on it well, well, no, I put, typical. I put one forward with you we're going to put our hand in our pocket we want the supporters to come and put their banners there rather than them go and make their own I'm hoping that I'm hoping for the Norwich game we see Keith Dover in the vest of destiny because um, I've sent in that one on. Um, oh, okay. That's a very good, very uh, good suggestion. Huge one. <laughs> I'm, I've asked for them to be some overdue library books on my seat. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of homeless people will sleep on the sofas. Yeah. About a banner, shall we sing a song for you? That would be we'll another just, appropriate uh, one. I've also sent. I've also sent in a massive picture of Simon. Or Simon crossed the, uh, with Cartman with with some slow gin, with a, offering some slow gin to some random people in front. So <laughs> that should hopefully make it on there as well. Yeah, we should be puffing out the the, uh, the aroma of marijuana. Should be wafting out the lower west end. <laughs> I think that, that could be allowed. Can See it? what Arsenal player gets a whiff first. Oh, hello, hello. It'd be interesting to know which block in the in the ground the most weed is smoked. I would, I would say the west stand's got a shout, but I do Still. think sometimes when I see, well, I always think with the east stand they look a bit too wound up. I think none of them are stoned. Mm. I mean, perhaps they're, they're all on speed or something on that side. <laughs> Some other. Clock end. Uh, the clock end, you think they're weed smokers? Isn't oh, I, I, it's been, it'd be an interesting shout. I'd be, uh, do email us if you are going to make a case for your uh, your block being the stinkiest weed haven in the whole stadium. Uh, uh, TuesdayClubPodcast at gmail.com. Most of the songs that have come through this week have been about Aubameyang. Um, things have slightly wound down on the email front, although I've had one from Dale McCarthy who says, I've met Tao twice. The second time was an unremarkable affair at the 89 premiere, <laughs> where I was waiting in line behind him to have a picture with the trophy. Uh, the first occasion was far more interesting. It was during the break between full-time and extra-time at the 2014 FA Cup semi-final versus Wigan. T, did you, did you go to that game? I did, I went with you did, right, right. You did, yeah. right, you were there, you were there. Uh, I was waiting for a urinal when who should I see wearing a bruised banana-style Arsenal jacket in the gents but Tyre. As a huge freeloader and fan of the show, I tried to play it cool. But you didn't, didn't shut up, though, did you, Dale? That's, if you played it cool, if you played it cool, then Tyre would not have known you were there. That's what playing it cool is. But I'd had a few beers. Oh. And Tyre stood beside me to relieve it. It actually says to relive himself. <laughs> Or maybe he did. Who <laughs> maybe knows? Maybe he went into, went into the gents to relive himself. You know, that uh, might not be a typo, Al. What, le, what T does in the lavatory is down to him. Reliving Murtisak as he, 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 he relived some of his greatest moments. Um, he, said, he turned to you, T, and he said, I promise I won't look down if you mention me on the pod. <laughs> and that, that, that is Dale... Trying to keep it cool. <laughs> this isn't Dale thinking, what can I say to absolutely humiliate myself and my family? What is the most shameful thing I could do? 
I'll stand next to a man quietly reliving himself. And I say, I promise I won't look at your cock. If you mention me on the pod. Tayo did that chuckle he does when Alan goes on a rant. Well, I've never heard that chuckle because I'm always ranting at the time. I didn't know if he was upset or amused. I know he wasn't amused, Dale. I'll tell you that right now for sure. What man would be amused if he's standing there reliving himself with his cock in his hand? Someone says, I promise I won't look down. He's not going to find that amusing, is he? Intimidating. We both washed our hands. We both washed our hands. Brackets. Uh, a little humour here from Dale. There was no cue for this. It's, it's, it's funny because it's true. And Tayo, and it sounds like he did well here, T. Tayo politely asked me if I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds like a gay prison scene, doesn't it? Oh, dear. Are you all right, mate? I imagine he went like that. Are you all right, mate? Oh. <laughs> And I said, not really, because that game versus Wigan was one of the most stressful Arsenal days out ever. And then an excellent PS from Dale. Uh, PS. <laughs> Keith once put shelves up for my ex-boss, Jez, in his house in Leighton. And he sounds absolutely mental. <laughs> oh, your boss or me? Uh, as yet undetermined. Uh, Oh, it's, wow. it's you, Keith. It's you, Keith. Oh, well, uh, I... Jez, uh, do you remember Jez in Leighton? Do you remember his shelves? No, I can't say I do. Uh, no? No, no, I don't. No. I'm sure he was a nice man, but I don't recall... I remember doing someone in Walthamstow listening to the pod, but not Jez in uh, Leighton. That was, a guy called, that was a guy called Rowan. He's a, he was a radio producer. And oh, he came right. up to me once. <clears throat> I went up for a completely different thing and then started telling me... What a oh, great Rowan, guy and great carpenter you are. Yeah, it was Rowan. Oh, Rowan's Rowan a lovely fella. Oh, but that last email that you read, that's great. Thank that's you. That's amazing. Fella. Dale. That's great. Dale, third time's a charm, yeah? When you see... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next time you see, see Ty, then, you also do try and uh, sneak a look at his cock. Yeah. Uh, Leo Maguire has emailed us to say, have you got any thoughts about David Luiz <laughs> getting a new contract? Oh. oh, my word. Well, uh, what thoughts do we have? We're, we're, we're a little bit light on what we Callum Chambers having an injury and Socrates was still injured and one thing and another. We don't know what Saliba will be like when he turns up. And it was a feeling like we probably need a centre-half. Let's just have it. He's taking a pay cut. Is that the, is that the case? What mm-hmm. do we know? That's what and actually, today, he, yeah. played, he played all right today at Sheffield United for an hour. Before he went off, he had a bit of a muscle injury. Holding, unlucky as ever to lose his place, came on and was very solid. Mm. Uh, apart from when they scored, when he got all sort of the wrong way round and underneath a header a little bit, didn't he? And the uh, and actually smashed it as hard as he possibly could straight at Mustafi. Outstanding uh, fullback play again from uh, Kalasinac. It really, we were. That was two minutes to go. We were already sending messages to one another saying we're about to record a podcast here, are we? And then we conceded a stupid goal. Through a, really, that was a chronic error, wasn't it? From yeah, it was terrible. But we looked, we looked so dodgy on any kind of uh, set piece, didn't we? Three kicks, corners. I mean, they I mean, got... had two goals disallowed, hadn't they? Yeah, and it was. And you really think after the first one, you've got to go right. We've got to listen. 
If it's in open play, you've got that element of surprise when something happens. But when it's a set piece, everyone should be going, OK, I know exactly what I'm do I've got to do here. I've got to mark so-and-so, I've got to be in this position, and the ball comes out, I know. But they all look, but duh, what's happening? Well, I think you're right, but, I mean, if the delivery's good, it's dangerous. But the one mm. or two things, I mean, they kept picking it up on the commentary on the TV that that Danny Sabias was up against McBurney, who seemed to be particularly strong in the air and winning a lot of flick-ons. I don't know how Sabias ended up with that with that duty, mm. but there you are. We kind of got away with it, and Sabias scored a goal, and with Willock scoring a goal in the last game, the midfield is suddenly raining goals. Having had only one goal from Lucas Torreira in the entire season, the midfield is now raining goals. Willock bang went in in the Premier League. Uh, Lacazette had a free kick off the wall, got the rebound on target and he scored. I don't really want Lacazette taking free kicks, but there really is no way of getting the ball off him when we get one. <laughs> I mean, he just grabs it and he stands on it. and He doesn't. He won't even look at anyone. He won't talk to anyone. Like Aubameyang thinks, I'll just leave him. He's a bit moody with these. No, leave him. Leave him. You know, you know what it's like. He'll be a nightmare on the coach. It's a bit like... Just leave, just leave him. Yeah. It's a bit like Damien with, um, Damien with onions. It's not leave it. You know what he's like. He doesn't like onions. Yeah. Do you remember when we went to... Uh, we were talking about this the other day. I saw Dee the other day. Um, when we were in Paris in 2006. And someone, probably me, actually made just the mistake of getting him a burger but I forgot that he didn't like onions oh, and, he, and he absolutely <laughs> lost it you know how I feel about onions <laughs> so just when he said when he said, he's got a strong it's worth, it's worth... <laughs> yeah, that, that is exactly what Lacazette's like with free exactly kicks it's a free kick you know, you know how I feel kicks, just leave yeah. you know how I feel yeah. about free kicks <laughs> and oh, onions right, I've got one I've got one at Napoli didn't I <laughs> One at Napoli, remember? How long have you been in that? I got one once, right? And Valencia, and Valencia. Leave, leave it, leave it, Pepe. It's not worth it. You know what he's like about free kicks. We got a Pepe there. You can't have them all, Lacquer. He stares, they pout in the way, and they just nearly kill someone in the wall with it. Luckily, it fell to him, and he got a good shot in, and Willock followed up. And then today, Sabaya scores a goal, ran in, and. It took it pretty well, actually. Well, I thought it? the chance had gone initially, but because uh, it was a good setup, and you think, "Oh, come on, Pepe!" And you're, oh, he's yeah, lost Pepe it. Did what he but does, it, it went it? out to Zabais, and <laughs> fair play to him. He took it well, didn't he? It was a you know great. Is effort. that the first? Is that the first useful thing he's done since the Burnley game, the first game? Then Zabais. I think that is, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it probably <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, basically, that is. That was, that was exceptionally useful, wasn't it? Winning goal in a cup quarter final. They tried to blame it on um, Steve McManaman tried to lay the blame at Henderson's door, but I thought it was a lovely finish. It was a good finish because he looked at Henderson. He, he had a couple of strides to run onto it, he, so he could really steady himself. And he looked at him, and he did, and he pushed it in that little gap round his feet. So fair play, he took it. That was a what a moment because extra time. I think we were in trouble, really, weren't we? Fair play to Arsenal as well. It's been a long time since we've come back from, you know, a setback so late and actually mm. kind of found a goal you know what I mean like oh normally we, no, no one was surprised no one was surprised with their equaliser just literally waiting mm. for that to happen of course but I was surprised and nicely surprised that we actually pulled it out before that you know yeah definitely well we look more serious about things and hey listen I've, uh, it's our it, it, Arteta's our manager and he's going to be there for a while I hope and this is what we what we need is a serious-minded approach and uh, and we've picked up a couple of away wins there. Now, the fixtures get a bit trickier. We play Norwich at home. We've got to win that because then 
then we start running into some serious opposition, don't we? We've got oh. Leicester to play and we've got Liverpool to play. So we need to... We needed those two wins. Man. And if we get another one against Norwich, get three on the bounce and start going into those more difficult fixtures, then we can, well, then we can approach them, can't we? Well, Liverpool <clears> might have their foot off the gas. Hopefully they're all on the lash like their fans are, so that would be quite helpful. Leicester have had a dip in form. Uh, or maybe Arteta will go just for the cup. He might think, do you know what, the Premiership, let's just go for the FA Cup on this one, you know. He might it's going rest- to be weird. It's going to be weird at an empty Wembley, isn't it? Even just watching it on TV, it's going to feel really weird. That is bizarre. Why would you play at that such a big stadium? I know it's... But you could have this... It's ridiculous. You could I don't have- know. They'll be contracted to with Wembley. Yeah, They'll be yeah. contracted to. You, you look at that situation, right? If Manchester United draw the winners of the Man City-Newcastle tie... Then, if it's a Manchester derby, then they should just play it at the Reebok. It's it's ridiculous. There's no need to go anywhere. There's a perfectly good stadium five miles up the road, and if and if it's Newcastle, then they can go play Ellen Road or one of the Sheffield stadiums, and they can. It's ridiculous the Wembley thing, but it, it will be un, it'll be contracted. So they've got to play a game in this massive bowl. If it's a hot day, it's quite airless in there. It's I don't know, it's crazy. But that's where where it's going to be. Surely Wembley we must be looking at and go, well, listen, to open up this stadium, it's going to cost us more money to open up an empty stadium uh, than to have it at some other ground. Surely, I don't know, do they get money from the television? Or is it... They do. It's all money. The only reason... Mate, if it was going to cost money, they wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'd make an announcement no. straight away, wouldn't they? Oh, so, no, it's all part yeah. of the deal. It's absolutely ludicrous. What if, mm. you can't, what if it's Newcastle, Man United? You've got to go to Wembley. Well, the, the, they'll fly down, wouldn't they? Anyway, mm. the fans don't have to make the journey. That's true, yeah. But I, t- I tell you, though, today, they, uh, I think Arteta has shaken things up. And I like what he's saying about, you know, you're either on the boat with me or you're not with us. So he's sending out messages to players. Well, if you want to go, you can go. And I want to play it. i got a feeling today the team that went out there today... Well, all together, there was a, a there's something there today that I see that I haven't seen before, and even though at set pieces we look a bit shit as always, we did we were defensively throwing ourselves about a bit more, looking at more with a bit more grit, you know, uh, which isn't always good yeah. to see, you know, which we haven't seen previous to that, you know. No, no, it was good. I no, did well. I mean, maybe I did make a suggestion. I did send it into Arteta, and I think maybe he's taken it on board. I said, what you need to do is go out to the car park, get one of the youth team to kick a ball at the most ridiculously expensive of a player's car, and then sit, I bet they jump in front of it. Uh, you know, you know. normally when a ball is coming to an Arsenal player, they turn away, like, oh, my God, I don't want this thing near me. Whereas I think if you really put a few dents on the side doors of their Lamborghinis or gold-plated Range Rovers or whatever those tits are driving at the moment, I think you will see... I reckon you'd see Socrates and Mustafi move like you've never seen them move before. I'm reliably uh, informed. <clears throat> I'm reliably informed that um, Mustafi, by Abue's mechanics, yeah. they share the same one. Oh, right. Uh, Mustafi actually drives a Mark II Mark, Escort. Mark II. Uh, Mark II Escort. Well, Red one as well. Red one. Yeah. It's probably a classic. Yeah. <laughs> I can it's imagine it. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you, Keith. As a former employee of the full motor company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
to, to not be able to tell a Mark II and a Mark III escort apart. Yeah, oh, I mean, it's, that is, it's, that, it's, that's shocking to me. It, it there is, is that, it's, yeah, there I made them, I didn't drive them. There is a famous picture, is there not, Alan, of, um, if you do Google Keith Dover, you'll find, there's a, was you in a Dagenham Motors article, weren't you? A Ford, a Ford I was, Dagenham documentary. Article. Documentary, that's right. Yeah, I was in that. Yeah, it was quite um, good. Yeah. They said it'll only be shown once. They paid me 50 quid. It's been on about every other week since they made it. <laughs> <laughs> Should have taken the royalties. What was it? It's an assembly line of people making escorts with their eyes shut. <laughs> <laughs> that's not too far from the truth. Hello. <laughs> We've got an oh, interloper. I've been, been interrupted by my foil. What's that, sweetheart? Yes, <laughs> Can we watch something now? It's, it's granted, him, <laughs> granted him permission to fire up Disney Plus. Now, <laughs> now the football's over, of course you uh, can. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can. I've got Leicester Chelsea on behind me. It's, uh, it's nil-nil, listener. Right. You'll listen to this on Tuesday, you know the score. Uh, I've had an email from Dan Bernstein. He goes on a little bit, but the long and the short of it is he met Lee Dixon in Miami. Oh, yeah. And he was lovely. So uh, there we are. Delete that one. Oh. Done that. Uh, Lillian Willett says, uh, as one of your freeloading scum, I'm really glad you're back. Uh, about a year ago, I was diagnosed with cancer. Don't feel sorry for me. I will forever be indebted to our fantastic NHS. Uh, never underestimate the power of a good Dennis Bergkamp goal to lift the spirits. While she was having the treatment, mm. she watched Dennis Bergkamp's uh, DVDs. Oh, uh, thanks for well. recommending uh, Dennis Bergkamp and Ray Parler's books. I think I'll give the Henri book a miss. I will, <laughs> I will never email you again. Please do. Uh, thanks, Lily, for emailing us. Uh, oh, there's one from Anthony O'Meara. He went to the Dennis Bergkamp testimonial. It was his 18th birthday. There was free beer at half-time. And then he woke up in someone's front garden near the ground about 10 o'clock that night. He couldn't really remember anything. He had a bag of goodies. Um, and when he went to the next game, uh, he tracked down a steward from Block 88. He remembered me. He told me that at half-time I was drunkenly wandering around the off-limits bowels of the Emirates. He took pity on me and took me on an unofficial tour. I ended up with a backpack of T-shirts and a load of testimonial merchandise he took me to the players exit at full time <laughs> I got autographs from Ian Wright and various others including the Governor Dennis himself see attached and there's a photo of it and then he bid me farewell and I wandered off into the darkness for a sleep on a local residence wall this was seriously the best day of my life and I remember only 10% of it <laughs> outstanding work <laughs> so it's got it's got the evidence uh, it's got the evidence of me in Burkham and Rye and having this amazing day, but it was drunk as a skunk and doesn't remember any of it. Thank you, Anthony. Lucky him. Lucky him. Uh, I, I, so. I, I bet Ian Wright must have been pleased about some steward bringing over some drunk bloke and saying, he'll sign this. He must have been over the moon, mustn't he? Hello, yes. Ian. Uh. Have you ever met Dennis Allen, Keith? Uh, I haven't, no, no. Mr Wright, I have. Very nice man. Mm. No, I don't think I've ever met mm. Dennis. I imagine that you get a slight cold chill comes over you, then you, you know the Ice Man's in the room. Well, it'd be his shadow, wouldn't it? Blocking out. Did the you sun. meet him? Yeah. What was it? Was he? Was he? Did he? Was he standing next to you at your Ryan tea? <laughs> did he say? 
I promise I won't look down if you mention me on your podcast. I'm, I'm just reliving this there's, myself. There's a hotel in um, there's a hotel sort of near Watford or um, where Watford players and Arsenal players go. And I think the England team used to train there. And I can't remember the name of it. Someone Isn't there a golf there course area. there as well? Yeah. 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 Someone around there can tell me. Anyway, I was there on on a date sometime in 2009, 2008. I think it was that season. And so I'm there with this uh, young lady and she's talking and she's very interesting. But over her shoulder comes Dennis Bergkamp carrying his daughter. So you've switched off. So I've absolutely switched off, said, look, I know this seems weird, but can you just bear with me a sec? And she said, of course. And I jumped up, ran up to speak to Dennis. Oh, you run. Oh, and... you run. You didn't sashay. <laughs> You've got a sashay. Like, no, like Dale, like Dale, I played it cool. Oh, <laughs> which means you didn't. <laughs> Go on. Went up, sort of burbled something at him. Anyway, he's carrying his daughter, clearly wants to take her to bed, and he clearly doesn't want to stop to get a selfie on a quite... Um, I had a Nokia orange. I had an orange Nokia, so that's how long ago it was, basically. So I've got a picture somewhere of, of me and Dennis Burkham with his daughter asleep on his on his shoulder, and that's the only time I met him. And there was definitely some, um, yeah, let's call it. Well, you could say Iceman, or you could just call it just basic frost at the fact that he'd been accosted yeah. by some geezer when he's trying to take his daughter to bed. You can't blame him though, Tease. You know, he's no, got I'd his like child to, with no. him. You, you've got to. No, so annoying. I'll never. I, mean, I did say. I said I'll never. I'll, I'll never email him again. I'll never speak to him again. I'll try Absolutely. to speak to him again. But um, you should have just yeah, made so. get eye contact, thumbs up, a little you know wave. That would have been. Oh, you've fine. got to get a no. Okay, so hang on. Where is this line then, Keith? <laughs> Getting eye contact. <laughs> Well, and doing a little thumbs up. That's all right. That's all right. But yeah, we go. Photograph is like, where's the line here? Okay. Why, where, where's the line? Why can't you just pull up and just leave him alone? Why can't you just leave him alone? Well, I'm throwing, to, you know, to your bony. I'm trying to, you know, just get, you know, he's sitting down. You don't, maybe if he passes and catches your IT, that's Poor when girl. you go. That would have been. He's dragged her out to some hotel in the middle of nowhere on the off chance he'll see Dennis Burke. That's the gist of it. Yeah, it wasn't my finest moment, but I just said that to make Dale feel a little bit better. How many times you've been back there on the hope that you would catch another? That's a fair point. No, not again. Bergkamp is one you make an exception for. Yeah, you've got like he's he's passing, and Perez is another one, basically. I'm all right with uh, Emmy Martinez. Anyone else got any problems with Emmy Martinez? He's, was... he's he's all right with Emmy Martinez as well, isn't he? He's got a nice little confidence about him, hasn't he? It, it, he's good, but it was a, there was a kick out the day. He was a little bit too cool, and I thought, oh, if the chef was a bit not... cash, yeah, a bit, a bit cash. cash, too cash. Steve McManaman on BT I like today. The, I like the way he came for the ball. Mm. Like he just decided pretty early um, in a way that. Um, well, that layman used to do while climbing over two of their defenders. You know, there's one out to the sort of right of the box, which mm. he followed all the way. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I mean, the punch like, out, like, that was very I good. I like the look of him. Yeah, the punch, that's it. Uh, would you try and sign Fleck of Sheffield United? No, I didn't think he was that clever. No? No, I did, it, there wasn't anything there that impressed me. He looked a bit of Just a... on the topic of last week's conversation about getting just a number four who's going to be busy in midfield, get on the ball, give it, break up play, get win it back kind of run the game in that Arteta way while the other people can get on and do their streaky rangy running about stuff Fleck seems to me one of the best in the division at that but do you think he might be a bit too limited in his overall play for the Arsenal you want something a bit more fancy than that looked a bit industrial didn't see didn't see anything there that was anything special you know nah it's that interesting question of where are we now you know what I mean 
<laughs> if you no, it's like you know, we sort of scratch, but, scratching uh, that, around, and I, you know, I say that self consciously because you know he's a good player. He's better if he's better than what we've got. But then equally, where are we pitching ourselves now? Do we go for somebody like that, or do you try and bring up, you know, trust in the academy? And who who are we as a club? We in, are we an eighth and ninth place club where we start looking enviously around us at players at Sheffield well, United? Just, or we is really that... don't seem to have a player like that. The only player we seem to really trust in centre mid is Granite Xhaka. Yeah. And maybe it would be a good shout. I mean, he's, mm. I've watched Fred a bit and Conte. It's this kind of diminutive, but packs a punch, serious-minded. I quite like him. He's had an excellent season with Sheffield United. Well, no get, doubt about that. No, I mean, well, maybe if we could get him at a reasonable price and not something stupid, yes, that might be worth a punt. You know, if you got him for, I don't know, ten million, but uh, you just pick that number out of anywhere, didn't you? I did really because, but you know, he's not a twenty-five or a thirty million pound player. Well, no, is he? and that is the price that Sheffield United would put on him because he's absolutely, he's absolutely key to their team. He's one of their first names on their team sheet, hmm. and, and they would want serious money. Uh, Rob Ashdown says, "Afternoon, gentlemen. Glad to have you back. I'm writing to share a story about meeting an Arsenal player. It was after a game. Me and my friends, as usual, had ended up in the Tollington enjoying pints." And players often drive past the pub with kids chasing down the street and waiting at the lights to get autographs. As a laugh, we decided to say that one car in particular was Thierry Henry's. We had heard he was visiting the ground. This is after he's finished playing for Arsenal. So we told our friend it was Thierry Thierry Henry's car. In In a flash, our friend leapt over the fencing and sprinted down to the car in question, pushing small children out of his way to get to the window for an autograph. He was 29 years old at the time. <laughs> oh, what a sad <laughs> Imagine his disappointment when he comes back and says it was Emmanuel Eboué. <laughs> Emmanuel Eboué then stopped at the pub and came in briefly. Our friend, however, wasn't allowed back in because he jumped the fence. <laughs> oh. I will never email you again. All right, Rob. There's a rumour that pub may be closing. I hope it's not true because of the... Uh... Covid nineteen lockdown thing, and uh, the landlords uh, or the brewery owners want to sell it. Allegedly, that's what I've read. You know, so sell the Tollington. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's terrible news. Yeah, well, that's what I've been reading. But where have you read that, Keith? Yeah. Where have you read that? Uh, oh wait, you know, I, I'm like you, Arsenal Are news. You challenging him on facts? Go on go- no, I just Google. I, just, I can't remember when it was, but that's you know. I, I mean, this is the first week I've actually bought newspapers. Fair. You what know, papers have you, you bought? What papers? Daily Mirror. Daily Mirror. Bought the Daily Mirror. Just to read the about. The old classic. The classic, but uh, no, I won't buy any others. But actually, since the lockdown, I haven't bought any newspapers at all. And obviously, since Liverpool won the league, I, I knocked that on the head for a few days. Do you think, uh, though, Guendouzi and uh, Ozil are definitely on their way out? I mean, and the contract thing. There was a big thing about giving a four-year contract to, which was the player they've given, and he hasn't played for us yet, and he's had four years. That's... Oh, Suarez. Suarez. That's a little bit scary, isn't it? I mean, you've got to either have complete faith in this guy. I mean, how much does Arteta have a say in this? This is what I mean. Do they sit down with Arteta and say, listen, we're thinking of giving Suarez a four-year contract. Does he go, yeah, that's good with me. He's a good player. Or does he go, are you kidding me? Are you mad? Or do they not even bring him into the equation? Surely the managers do have a say. I mean, I know they've got this three-line whip now and then this, this agent who, frankly... The type of guy that wouldn't buy a used car off, but uh, I think it probably had more input than what was there before. Like we heard, you know, quite famously about how Emery was, you know, just a 
dead man walking there from the start with 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 no power from with no authority with the players and no power with the board. But I think Arteta is a completely different beast. But at the same time, they're still going to have all those processes. They're still going to have their own sort of version of whichever you know money ball. However, they're going to try and play it now. Um, mm. That article you sent around Al from the Independent had um, had a lot of this issue in it as well about recruitment and who's taking control of it and you know trying to have a Borussia Dortmund model without the guy from Borussia Dortmund who couldn't work at the club. Um, so I think Arteta's probably got more input, but equally he's he's also got he more than anything has got to work with what he's got. So that's more the reason why we've got him as a type of manager rather than to try and you know. They're trying to get as far away from the old model of one person having loads of power, aren't they? But trying to get a trainer who can try and do something with a team that's less less than. I'm average. sure he's the kind of man. I'm sure he's the manager who likes to work with what he's got, but he also wants to get his own players in. And if they're not listening to him, I mean, he there must be. He must have some kind of voice. Yeah, I think he's saying, "Okay, I understand the restrictions, but frankly, mate, I really don't want that guy you're proposing. I really don't want him." And they may, are they actually listening to him? Is there a dialogue? I wish the club would explain this more to the fans. I know there's only so much you can tell us, but I'd like to think that all four of them are on board with each other. And well, having I, to... I imagine that Arteta expresses himself very clearly mm. and eloquently, and I imagine he's very serious about what he wants and what he needs. I imagine he's a decent judge of players. Uh, I I think they're going to certainly. I imagine they're being consulted. What the budget's like, or what money there's going to be available for transfers? Oh God knows, and, and what sort of appeal we're going to have. But Martinelli's worked out very well in terms of young signings. If mm. Saliba works out in a similar way, and if he can keep developing Saka and Willock and make the Niles, I'm a little disappointed in the first four games that we haven't seen Reese Nelson at all. But he's really back in the. Saka and Pepe to the hilt at the moment, and he? he's really given them four starts each. Uh, is it? Or they're, certainly they've been on the pitch most of the time. And Nelson's on the sideline. His chance will probably come. There's a lot of decent players around. There's the, it's, it's got to solve the Meza Erzul conundrum, and whether that means a loan somewhere next season or or what, or Erzul's changing attitude. I don't know, but whatever it is, we're entering. Either it's going to come to an end in the next few weeks, or we're entering into our last year of Meza Erzul at Arsenal. We'll have one more year of David Luiz at Arsenal, probably one more year of Socrates at Arsenal, and some of, and there'll be quite a quick turnaround of some of the more senior figures, and yeah. then we'll we'll emerge in twelve months' time with quite a youthful, energetic squad who've had quite a lot of games together and. You know, there's there's hope there, there's potential mm. there. But if next season's a car crash and we drop and we're 12th or 14th, we're not in Europe, the stadium, if once it opens, won't will be half empty. And it, 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 it's, it's, there's only one way. They've got to turn it around. They've got to start moving up, haven't they? But it's a very good start this week with two decent, serious-minded performances. I mean, I know you mentioned Southampton had a bad home record, but we haven't had a good record there in recent years. I mean, we lost last year three uh, 0 hadn't we? And the year before, I think we got beaten. You know, we've had not, we haven't had a good time at uh, wow. at Southampton's ground. So it, it was a tidy win. There was that one moment yeah. when Shane Long, Shane Long, almost Shane Longed it. Do you know what I mean? Like he always yeah. does. Yeah. Do you know what I noticed on the Sheffield United bench who I thought it was Phil Jagielka? I thought, my God, is he still knocking about? I mean, is a... well, didn't he play? Didn't he play I for Everton? He was on the coaching staff. Yeah, he was started up, didn't he? At 
at Sheffield United and he was at Everton for many, many years. And famously, yeah, yeah. Uh, when David Moyes went to Man United, uh, he showed Rio Ferdinand some Phil Jagielka videos. <laughs> Although I, don't, I refuse to believe that's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's an urban myth. Well, there's the famous one uh, that Ian Wright always talks about, isn't it? Um, where Bruce Bruce Rio Rio talking about was... John McGinley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're kidding me, really? <laughs> if you love him that much, mate, sign him. Oh, no, you've signed Dennis Bergkamp. Well done. <laughs> Uh, listen, gentlemen, we've got Norwich at home and then uh, someone else a few days after that. So it's all go, but it's been a pleasure and I'll see you okay. soon. Nice one. Bye. Cheers, Al.